good everybody man this is your guy manny and this is the talking sports with manny youtube channel we got the back row redskins show episode today previewing the washington football team versus the buffalo bills week three i'm excited for this matchup without further ado i'm gonna go ahead and run the intro and we'll get started All right, man, let's get this thing started already. We got some people coming into the chat. My guy, Hawk, man, welcome to the stream. This is the Washington football versus the Buffalo Bills stream. So before I get started with this stream slash episode of the podcast, the Back Row Redskins Show, my question is, what would a win for the Washington football team mean? What, what would this win mean if we're able to win Versus the, versus the Buffalo Bills come week three. Because the Buffalo Bills, to be honest, coming into the season, I saw them as a team that was that was scary, a team that, that can score, a prolific offense. They still are. Josh Allen is struggling. He's struggling. Welcome to the stream, my guy, Time Out Sports, man. Appreciate you hopping on. So Buffalo Bills, they're still very, very good. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not as scared of the Bills right now in week three than I would be in week 10, week 11, once they, you know, once they're ready to go and they're just on their grind. Welcome to the stream, man. Asan Moore, man. Appreciate you. If you guys are coming in, please like, please subscribe, and please share this stream. So when you look at the Bills, the first game, I pulled up some numbers for the Bills, the first game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers have a very good defense. They run that 3-4. is a lot different from what the Washington football team runs, which is a 4-3. Sometimes it's a hybrid. Sometimes we have five on the line. Sometimes we have three safeties. Um, but Josh Allen versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, he didn't look good at all. He didn't look good. They, he struggled. Okay? And when you look at the numbers, he threw the ball 51 times and completed 30 passes. Now, I'm not saying that Josh Allen is going to be bad Sunday come Washington versus the Washington football team, what I'm saying is that Josh Allen hasn't been the same Josh Allen that we saw last year. People have tape on him. People know how to slow him down. But it's still very early in the season. And like I said, I'd rather play the Bills in week three than play them in week 10. Devin Singletary, next player I want to highlight. The Bills running game, they don't scare me at all. Having Zach Moss and having Singletary, they don't scare me. Granted, both guys, Singletary and Moss, played a good game. Last week versus the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to get to that. But in week one, Devin Singletary ran the ball 11 times for 72 yards. Devin Singletary is having a low-key, really good season. This is probably the best start of his career. Hasn't been in the league that long. What's going on, Meeks, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Please like, please subscribe, and please share. Um, so, yeah, Devin Singletary has not been uh, uh, really good in his career, but he has a very good two-game start, which I'm going to highlight in a minute. Then we want to look at what the wide receivers were able to do in week one versus a really good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Stephon Diggs, nine receptions for 69 yards. 
Cole Beasley, eight receptions for 60 yards. And then, of course, Emmanuel Sanders. Now, I'm going to get into the Buffalo Bills uh, report in terms of players that are available. They, they have a ton of players that are not practicing or limited in practice. So I don't wish injuries on, on anybody, but if some of those guys are going to be missing, hey, I'll take it. Injuries are part of the game, but I do not wish injuries on anyone. Okay. Now, back to week one, Bills versus Pittsburgh. You look at the distribution of these passes. We see a lot of short passes to guys like Diggs, Cole Beasley, and even uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Now, the deep threat, the guy that we need to be worried about is Gabriel Davis. That's the guy that can stretch the field. Um, he is their X factor. Josh Allen is going to try to run the ball. He ran the ball week one, nine times for 44 yards. But in week two, wasn't really able to run the ball a lot. Now, let's look at what the Buffalo Bills did in week two. It's a major improvement from week one to week two. 16 points in week one. Couldn't score against that Pittsburgh's defense. Now, in week two, you're playing in my, a Miami Dolphins defense that's pretty good. But they don't, they don't rush the passer as well as Pittsburgh. Man, my guy, Roger, man, what's good, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. Please like, please share, please subscribe. Let's get it, man. I'm excited for this game. Um, But when we look at week two, we see Josh Allen more comfortable. He didn't have to pass the ball a lot because Miami didn't score. So you're playing with the lead. You're running the ball. You're taking care of the ball. You're, you know, you're moving the chains. Josh Allen threw 33 times this time, opposed to the 51 from week one. 17 completions out of 33 passes. So what it's telling me is they're not all the way comfortable and he's not all the way as crisp as he can be. But then again, the Washington football team's defense has not played well. They haven't played well. So I really don't know what Josh Allen is going to do come Sunday. But what I can tell you is that the football team is going to try to make it as tough as possible for Josh Allen. We talked about Devin Singletary in week one. Devin Singletary in week two. 13 carries for 82 yards. Anytime you're getting 11 carries for over 70 yards, over uh, uh, six yards per carry, that's as efficient as it gets. So you have a game where he had 70 yards and the game he had over 80 yards. That's great for Singletary. So we need to be careful because as much as I've said, I'm not afraid of the Buffalo Bills run game in terms of Zach Moss and Singletary. Both guys were able to have a great game last Sunday. Zach Moss, eight carries, 26 yards, and two touchdowns. Singletary, 13 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. So they're capable. They're capable of running the ball. And any quarterback who can hand the ball off and pull it back out to run, those are the kind of quarterbacks that really give us trouble. You know what I'm saying? You look at what Daniel Jones was able to do to the football team last Thursday. If Daniel Jones can do that, being that he's like he has more speed than Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is, is a more refined runner. Josh Allen has some wiggle to him. So if Daniel Jones is able to do that, we need to be really worried and concerned about what Josh Allen can do in the run game. So how do we attack that? Linebacker play got to be on point. Linebacker play has scared me. I mean, we, we saw Bostic, um, Bostic can tackle, but there's just certain things that Bostic cannot do. And every time I see Bostic on a pass play, I get nervous. I get nervous. Another thing I get nervous about is having Cam Curl and Landon Collins together on the field at the same time. That has not worked out well. The communication is bad. You see guys beat us deep. I mean, in the Giants game, we had so many guys wide open for deep passes. Like, 
People are open. Had the Giants caught their passes? Because Kenny Galladay was dropping passes. Obviously, Slayton dropped that big one. So drops really helped us. Defense has not looked crisp at all. So as, as I'm looking at this Bills offense, even what they did in the passing game, they didn't have to pass the ball much because they had that lead. They had the lead. So you got Stephon Diggs, four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown uh, last week. Emmanuel Sanders, two for 48. You know what I'm saying? Cole Beasley. All their guys were involved, even the tight end, and that's something that we struggle to do. We can't let guys like, like uh, Dawson Knox beat us this week um, receiving the ball. That cannot happen. That's something that cannot happen. we got to be able to cover the tight ends. we got to be able to cover the quick throws. we got to be able to apply pressure to get to Josh Allen. And I think that if we can get that pressure from the middle of that defensive line, it just bodes well for us. It bodes well for us. Jamin Davis continues to play well. And um, I'm hoping for a big game out of Jamin Davis. Roger Smith says uh, double digs contain uh, the QB rush approach, uh, dial up some blitz packages, maybe some zone blitz and a tight end stunt or two. I love this plan because if we can double up digs, that's their main guy. Like we cannot allow digs to beat us. And we saw plenty of receivers already this season that are beating our corners. Everybody's saying, Get rid of Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller is this, Kendall Fuller is that. But Kendall Fuller is going to be important to this team. He's just trying to get that communication down with the rest of the guys. So, yes, I'm with you. Definitely double-team digs. That's something that we need to do. We got we have to contain that QB rush. Even if we have to put a spy on the QB, that's something that we must do. It's, it's, it's imperative. We have to do it. We have to contain the QB. That's that's I mean, that is key. That's key because – if he's able to get those rushes, it's going to be detrimental to this team and to our defense. So if we can apply pressure, right, even if he's in the pocket making passes, I'm more comfortable with Josh Allen in the pocket making passes than him scrambling around, buying more time. Because if he does that, he's going to he's gonna scheme some guys open due to Josh Allen's uh, playmaking ability. That can be very, very bad for the football team. You was talking about dialing up some blitzes. That would be awesome. Because when we're a man, we're getting killed. When 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 uh, when when we are in zone, we're also getting killed. So maybe the blitz package is something that 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 we can utilize. Like we saw Will Fuller come out there and get that and get that uh, sack. I mean, I keep saying Will Fuller, Kendall Fuller, uh, come out there and get that sack. Those are some of the things that we need to incorporate if we can generate enough pressure, which is something that. We haven't really done well this season, but from week one to week two, it's been a major improvement in terms of applying pressure to these quarterbacks. We did bring pressure to Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones did the best he could against our pressure. And even though we sacked him four times, he still made enough plays in order to put his team in position to win the game. So um, did we provide enough pressure versus Daniel Jones? I don't know. I'm hoping that we can get enough pressure against um Josh Allen, that's something that we need to do. It, it, it must be done. I'm going to get to what we need to do offensively to win this game, but we definitely need to apply pressure. And then you talked about some zone blitz. Look, any package that involves a blitz, I'm all in. Obviously, I'm not a coach, but as a fan, it's real frustrating seeing a defense give up third and 16, third and 17. We're seeing teams complete third and long versus our so-called top-tier defense, our top three defense in the league that has not produced to that caliber or to that level. So I'm expecting um, an adjustment. 
This is where Jack Del Rio has to earn his money. I'm expecting Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, who are defensive minds, to come together and come up with a game plan that's going to help us win this game. Now, Roger also talked about a tight end uh, stun or two. Look, we need as much help as we can on, on, on the defensive side to do what we can to limit what the Bills do rather well. Um, Asan Moore says, I like our chances with J.D. versus their linebackers and pound the ball with Gibson. Now, you talk about J.D. McKissick versus the Bills linebackers. Now, granted, the Bills do have great linebacker play. You know what I'm saying? You have Milano out there, who's who's pretty good in coverage. You have uh, Edmonds out there. Now, Edmonds have started the season pretty, pretty bad. Uh, he might be dealing with some injuries, um, but they, they have good linebacker play. And also with Poyer out there and uh, Hyde, they have good safety play. So also <laughs> with the Bills, they have that first-round pick, Gregory Rossall, uh, Rossu, or Ross, however you say his name. Gregory, he had two sacks coming into the NFL. That was his coming out party. So they have defensive guys here and there, but they haven't really put everything together for multiple games. Maybe versus Washington, this is their multiple game. I'm hoping that it's not because we need to counter some things that, that these guys do um, very, very well. So you says uh, we got to pound the ball with Gibson. That's something that we haven't been able to uh, uh, do consistently. The beginning of the game, we're running the ball. Everything is going well. Then we turn away from running the ball. Why are we not running the ball every single first and second down? Run the ball every single first second. I understand defense can stack the box. Defense can do different things to make us pass the ball. But I'm telling you, if we can establish the run and play solid defense, I love our chances in this game. Like um, I tweeted a couple days ago, I said, defense has been bad two games in a row, right? Eventually, something has to give. I think this is the game that the football team's defense actually steps up and, and, and just have a heck of a game. I mean, it's time. It's time. Also, a lot of guys are saying, what's wrong with Antonio Gibson? His real-life numbers are good. Maybe his fantasy numbers might not be good for, for fantasy owners out there, but real-life Antonio Gibson is good. It's just the consistency and the workload. That's what Scott Turner would need to work out. He will need to deploy Gibson out there more and more and more. Like, we need Gibson touching the ball, at least running the ball 20 times. If Gibson runs the ball 20 times, I love our chances to win this game. Because if we, at any point in the game, whether it's in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, take the lead, we got to run the ball. You can't be passing the ball and giving Josh Allen the ball back to say, hey, go tie the game or, hey, come in and attack us. You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to control the game. We talk about limiting turnovers, right? Limiting, uh, you know, mistakes. Run the ball. Run the ball. The thing I love about Taylor Heineke, he played a great game versus the New York Giants. I love Taylor Heineke because he knows how to assess what's going on. And in preseason, I didn't see much of it. I just seen, I just seen him make a read and just take off. Now you see him going to his first, second, third read. Granted, he had that interception um, when he was trying to feed, uh, force feed Terry, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I, after I heard what Scott Turner said, Scott Turner said, hey, you know, we were trying to get the first down and then run, run, out, you know, run the ball and then run out the clock. I get all that. It's good to be aggressive. I mean, he he saw how effective the Giants were able to move the ball and kick field goals. So maybe that was the right play, but we got to get better at running the ball. Um, I would love to see Gibson hit the holes 
When it's a third and one, I want to see Gibson get 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 strong, get tough, get those tough yards. We miss Peyton Barber when it comes to things like that, but I think Gibson will get better as the season goes on. Roger says defensive tackle, defensive ends is a TE stunt. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so with all that being said, um, the football team, let's go to the offense. Let's see what we need to do in order to win this game. We saw Adam Humphreys get a lot of targets. I didn't expect Adam Humphreys to get the kind of targets he was able to receive versus the uh, versus uh, the uh, versus the Giants last week. So it seems like we want to get Adam Humphreys the ball. He's very dependable. He has good hands when he's healthy. He's a really good slot wide receiver in the NFL. Dayami Brown, they're trying to get him involved, but it seems like sometimes they're trying to force feed Dayami Brown. He was able to make some good plays for us come uh, Thursday night. Let's see what he can do. But the guy that Scott Turner and Ron Rivera has been talking about getting the ball to more often, early and often, is Cam Sims. Cam Sims have not been on the field. He hasn't been on the field. He hasn't gotten the snaps that he needs in order to succeed in this offense. Why is it that Cam Sims is not out there consistently? Something has to be happening. Something has to be going on. I get the personnel groupings. You have Terry out there, and then you have uh, Dayami Brown. It's kind of like, where does Cam Sims fit unless they run a four wide receiver set? Maybe a scenario where you have Terry McLaurin in the slot and you have Cam Sims and Deami Brown out there, but they do want to get Cam Sims involved. I feel like Cam Sims can be an X factor for the football team this Sunday. Um, but what needs to happen is obviously defense and running game. But I think that Cam Sims definitely needs to be on the field. He needs to be on the field. We need to see what he can do, how he can help this team. Um, Logan Thomas, get him involved a little bit more. So with all this being said, I'm saying we should pass the ball to set up the run. I would love for us to run the ball more than we pass the ball. Matter of fact, I would love to have a 50-50 split. Run the ball half the times, pass the ball half the times. Pass when you necessarily need to pass. Don't go out there to pass, 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 and then you say, okay, I'm going to run. It has to be a balance. There has to be uh, uh, gotta keep you got to keep the Bills defense honest. Like when we come in with our personnel groupings, they can't know if we're running or passing the ball. And we've seen the team do a good job of having three backs that can come in there, run and catch where you don't know if it's going to be a run or pass play. So I love the versatility of that. Um, so, for example, you have Gibson in there. He can run. He can run and catch. They've been getting Gibson involved more so in the passing game. But we're seeing J.D. McKissick make a return. J.D. McKissick is looking even better than he did last season. I've always felt that maybe Fitzpatrick wasn't really a good quarterback that can target running backs. Like in terms of appearing with a running back, I haven't. I've never really seen Fitzpatrick have a connection with a running back in terms of in the passing game. So I felt like Taylor Heineke is a guy that will be RB friendly in terms of getting RBs out there. And that route that J.D. McKissick had, I mean, I loved it, man. J.D. McKissick is looking really, really good right now. And his outlook moving forward bodes well for us. Now, with Curtis Samuel slated to make his debut next week, hopefully, prayerfully, you're going to see a lot of J.D. McKissick in the slot. With JD, with J.D. McKissick and Adam Humphreys, you're going to see one of those two guys just working that slot area, working that short uh, uh, that short yardage area in that pass game, and that's something that we need to capitalize on. Those are guys, those are what you call safety blankets. 
outside of having Logan Thomas, it's good to have smaller guys who you trust that when you throw that ball, they're going to catch it. JD is one of them, and Adam Humphreys is one of them. Those are two guys that I trust their hands. Those guys are going to be chain movers, especially when you need that crucial first down, when it's a third and five, or even if, even if it's a third and seven. You trust those guys. Obviously, you have Terry McLaurin, who is your number one target. Look, Tredavious White, he's no chump. He's going to go out there and defend Terry to the best of his abilities. That's going to be a matchup that I'm looking forward to. That's a box office matchup right there. Tredavious White, one of the better corners in the NFL versus an up-and-coming elite-type wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. There's always a question, is Terry McLaurin elite? doesn't really matter. The guy goes out there and produce. Let him, let his play determine whether he's elite or not. doesn't matter. He's going to get paid as an elite wide receiver either way it goes. Uh, Hawk says Chase got chipped most uh, mostly all game last week. I expect Del Rio to counter uh, that uh, going forward. Absolutely, you would want to see some. Uh, uh, you got to move Chase around. I know Chase plays a certain side. You can move him around. You you can get creative. Uh, there's so much that you can do to negate getting chipped. Okay, that's pretty much all I'm saying. But. He did get chipped a lot, and one time he got chipped so bad that, he, I mean, he was knocked out of the play. He was knocked out of the play. Uh, Chase Young is a team player. He's going to do whatever it takes to get the team in position, especially rally those defensive guys to do what they need to do in order to succeed. So I'm not worried about Chase Young. When Chase Young plays ball, <laughs> we're going to remember why we drafted Chase Young. Sometimes a lot of people are, you know, worried and, and scared, and, and, you know, we complain. We're fans. And we want the best for our team. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people say, oh, we were all hyped on Benjamin St. Juice, right, in camp. He was doing some great things. He was doing some awesome things. Next thing you know, people start hating, you know, St. Juice. Oh, he's a rookie. He needs to get better. He shouldn't be playing. Same thing when we brought in Kendall Fuller last year. We, everybody was excited. Kendall Fuller, he's our guy. He's this, he's that. Next thing you know, people flip. So it, it just is what it is. Fans always want the best for their team. And, I mean, we're fans. We have the right to voice our opinions. That's what makes what we do great, being fans. We analyze the games. We talk about the games. We have pods. We have streams. We You know, we, we, we just come together and just voice our opinions. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we're tired of losing. Obviously, we, we want that winning culture. And one thing I can say is the Bills – there are a team that the football team is trying to become. If you look at how both teams are built, they're built very similar. But there's different things that the football team can do to get to where the Bills are right now. Okay, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Roger Smith says, Heineke needs to trust his linemen. That's key. That's key. In the preseason, it made me so mad when he would just look and just take off. You're right. He got to trust his linemen. I think the offensive line is doing the best that they can. Cosme, I pray for him daily. I pray for him a lot. Uh, but Cosme continues to get better. Um, but he's going to have his hands full this week with AJ and Greg in that pass rush for the Bills. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But I like our chances this week. And I think, yes, he does need to trust the offensive line. Um, he also says um, he left maybe two TDs on the field last Thursday. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, you know, Heineke can play better, but I'm not upset about how Heineke played. You know what I'm saying? It was like his first start. Let's see if he can make progress from 
last Thursday to this Sunday. So I'm going to be watching Heineke very closely to see if he limits some of the mistakes that he made last week. I, I felt that Heineke played a near perfect game based off the circumstances, based off of everything that happened. But he does need to trust his offensive line. I do agree with you there. I watched the film breakdown by Kurt Warner and uh, Tay and Todd. Wide receivers were open on deep routes a few times. Absolutely. Like I said, man, he's look, he's trying. He's trying, man. And look, Taylor Heineke, I'm not going to make any excuses for him. Taylor Heineke being a guy that's smaller, small frame, of course he's looking left and right. You know, he's trying to, you know, do what he can to make sure that he doesn't get hurt. In practice, he I think he's had some kind of sleeve over one of his legs. I don't know if it's right or left leg, but he does have a compression socks type thing on his legs. He's just a smaller guy. He's a guy that can get injured at any moment. He knows that. He knows that he doesn't finish games well. So he's in the back of his mind. Taylor Heineke's thinking, stay healthy, stay healthy, stay healthy. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. So I can kind of understand why he might not want to trust the line. And I can understand why he rolls out the pocket or moves around. He doesn't want to get hit. How many hits can Taylor Heineke take? You know, y'all remember that commercial? The, uh, the, uh, the, um, What's it called? Tussie roll. Then the owl is licking a tussie roll, trying to get to the center. How many hits is it going to take for Taylor Heineke to pop? So he's not a big guy. He's bulked up. Taylor Heineke has bulked up, but at the same time, he's not built for hits. He's not about that life. That's not – look, I understand everybody wants that quarterback that's going to stand in the pocket, take the hit, make the throw, make the perfect throw, take that hit. I don't know how many hits Taylor Heineke can absorb. And it all – Balls down to durability. So as much as he wants to trust the offensive line, he's look, he's watching his blind side. He's watching the right side. He's like, look, I don't know when, when you know what can happen. So I think the more that he plays with this offensive line, the more that they continue to gel and create chemistry, you will see more trust in the offensive line. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna have to trust the offensive line. The offensive line is gonna have to trust Taylor Heineke. They're gonna have to know when he's gonna take off. So that way everybody can be in the same accord. And the, and the same thing with Taylor Heineke and his wide receivers. They're getting more reps in practice. They're starting to build some kind of chemistry. They're starting to gel a little bit more. So there's different things that they're able to do now that they weren't able to do before. You know, and this is a guy that didn't take much first-team reps in camp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Fitz gobbled up all those first-team first reps. So I am really – you know what? I'm going to give Taylor Heineke more credit than I've been giving him. I've been hard on Taylor Heineke, you know, um, but I think with this offense and with what they're trying to do, he does fit the style of this offense. And it's like we couldn't really even see what Fitzpatrick could, could possibly do with this offense because he didn't last in that first uh, that first game, that first quarter that knocked out the game. So this is Taylor Heineke's team. If he plays well, let's say after eight weeks we're four and four, it's his job. It's his job. If we have a four and four record, now if we're like three and five or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, okay, do you go back to Fitz? You're trying to make the playoffs. So until you have seven losses, you're still in it trying to make the playoffs. And the playoffs really for us begins once we start playing these NFC East games, which is the last five games of the season. So that's really to me when the season starts. I understand Dallas is better this year. Philly is better. Giants are better. It's going to be a dogfight. But we got to win games that matter in the NFC, uh, you know, NFC. Like, losing to the Bills, of course you want to win. But losing to the Bills, is, 
it's okay. It's okay in, in terms of you don't want to lose to teams like Tampa and it, it, teams that are in the in the NFC is pretty much what I'm trying to say. So NFC games obviously matter more than AFC games, but obviously you want to win as many games as possible. Roger Smith says, uh, run blocking has been excellent. Why don't we feed the running backs is beyond me. Time of possession will be key in this game. Absolutely. I believe this game is going to be close. I believe that this game is going to be low scoring. Like somebody can win this game 17 to 14. You know, it's going to be a very close game. I don't know if both teams score over 20 points. I don't know um, because I'm expecting the defense to be better and I'm expecting the run game to be better. We're going to be on the road. It's going to be a crazy crowd. The fans are back. So what does Heineke look like in a road game? Have y'all ever seen Heineke play in a road game before? I don't know. I think the Carolina game that he played was, I don't know if that was in Carolina or Washington, that the Tampa Bay game was here in D.C. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, in uh, in uh, Maryland. And then the last two games were home games. So Taylor Heineke on the road, this is when you need your running game. This is when you need Antonio Gibson to step up and give you that juice. This is when you need more carries for Jared Patterson, a few carries for uh, J.D. McKissick. You need all hands on deck. And if we can run the ball 30 times, I'm happy. I, I would look. If we run the ball 30 times, I can almost guarantee you that we win the game. If we don't win the game, we barely lose the game. <laughs> the run game is actually the key to winning this game. Something has to give. You know, run blocking has been awesome. You know what I'm saying? Um, guys like like our look, our guards, our interior, they're creating so much holes. And if you look at how many yards per carry on average for Antonio Gibson. Me, Roger, I'm with you, man. I have no words. I don't understand why we don't run the ball. It's something that we need to do to create even more balance. Like if we're running the ball, then that means there's a flow for guys like Taylor Heineke. That means you can play action. Boom. Now you're hitting the Cam Sims. Now you're hitting Dayami Brown. We've been trying to get Dayami Brown on a deep ball all year, and we haven't got one yet. We haven't got one yet. When I say deep ball, I'm talking about 40 yards or more. It's going to come from the play action. I think the play action can be a weapon for us come Sunday, but we got to establish a run and run more than just running in the first quarter. Like we run the first quarter and then we kind of go away from it. You know what I'm saying? It's like we start losing and then they abandon the run. Now it's, you know, pass game. And then if you see McKissick in there early, just know it's going to be a hurry, like a some type of hurry up type offense, which we do and we do well. But time of possession, like Roger keeps saying, time of possession is key. And if we cannot control the chains, if we cannot control the clock, it's going to be a long day. Because we have to remember, Josh Allen was almost an MVP last year. The Bills were almost in the Super Bowl. So let's not act like the Bills are not one of the best, if not the best team in football. Of course, you got all these different teams out there. You got the Ravens out there. You got the Chiefs out there. But the Buffalo Bills are as good as they come. A solid defense and improving running game. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL currently. A top-tier elite wide receiver in in, um, in um, Stephon Diggs. And then he has complimentary guys in the Sanders and the Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders of the world. All those guys are speed guys. Those are guys that, that are going to be able to stretch the field regardless of the inexperience and or age. And then you have one of the best slot wide receivers in the entire NFL in Cole Beasley. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, Cole Beasley can ball. So Josh Allen has a lot of weapons.
I don't want to see Josh Allen out on the field. The only way to keep Josh Allen off the field is to run the ball and control the clock. That you know, you know what? That has to be the strategy. When you're playing guys like Josh Allen or Tom Brady and even uh Patrick Mahomes, these are some of the guys that we're gonna play this year. And I'll even throw in the Aaron Rodgers. Those are the four games that I'm most excited to see. This game right here is a measurement stick. Like I said, we are the little brothers to the Bills. We want to be like the Bills. You know what I'm saying? We model a lot of the things that the Bills do. You know what I'm saying? That that uh, that Ron Rivera connection to the Bills coach. So we do a lot of things similar, but we do a lot of things different. So what I'm looking at is if, if we win this game, the fans are going to go crazy. They're going to think, oh, the football team is a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender. Let's pump the brakes. We're still building, and we're still learning how to win. If the game is close and we have a chance to win it and don't win it, what does that say about the football team? Does that mean that we're on the right path? Does that mean that we're on the way towards being a good team? Does that mean that, okay, maybe the Bills are not as good as people think? There's going to be a lot of storylines. There's going to be a lot of headlines. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, you know, question, question marks. Another question mark or another headline. If Chase Young goes through this game and doesn't get a sack, then it becomes, you hear those fans, they turn, they turn, they turn on the players. They turn on the players. They'll say something like, oh, maybe Chase Young is not as good as we think he is. Or they'll say something like, Chase Young is a bust. Or they'll say, Montez Sweat is better. Let's say Montez Sweat gets another sack, raising his totals, right? Or some of the interior guys get sacks and then Chase don't get a sack. I mean, it's so many things that the team and people can say doesn't really matter. All that matters is, are we learning, are we improving, and are we winning? You know what I'm saying? First thing is learning. We got to learn. We got to learn how to be a good football team. We got to learn how to close our games. We got to learn how to protect the ball. We got to learn how to not make mistakes, and we got to learn how to be sound on defense. Are we improving from game to game? Are we correcting our mistakes? Are we doing the same old things, or are we are we improving? Are we taking those steps? Are we learning from our mistakes? So those are some of the things that I'm looking at. You know what I'm saying? As a fan, I'm just looking. I'm not no scout. I'm not no analyst. I'm nothing like that. I'm just a fan who enjoy the games. And then I come on the on the YouTube channel or the podcast and just share my thoughts and my opinions. So definitely watching for improvement. You know what I'm saying? Like Just like Roger said, there's, there are certain things that Taylor Heineke has done that he needs to improve on. Right. There's certain things that Scott Turner needs to improve on, which means run the ball, give the ball to our running backs. They're getting like like almost four and a four and a half yards per carry. Why not? Why not continue to run the ball? Then there's also things that Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera need to improve on on the defense. You know what I'm saying? The utilization of Jamin Davis. Put him in positions to win. Coach him up. You know what I'm saying? It's the first-round pick. He needs to be out there. He needs to be out there more on the field. We drafted him in the first round for a reason. You got to limit some of the things that you're doing with doing with Bostic and trust that Jamin Davis can start to grasp some of these things that we need to do. Then you need to really figure out what you're doing with the safeties. You got to figure that out. You got to figure that out, whether it's communication issues, whether it's a skill thing, whatever it is. All these things need to be So that's what I mean by when I say improvement. We have to continue to improve. Then lastly, wins. Are we winning games? Are we being, are we putting our team in position to win games? And that's what it all boils down to. Those are some of the things that I continue to look at 
from the football team. So, like I said, this game is going to be a measuring stick. It's going to measure what kind of team are we? Are we mediocre? Are we improving? Are we the best team in the NFC East? This game doesn't answer every question that I have, but this game is definitely going to kind of tell me what we can be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where we're going. So this is a very important game. Every game we play is in a very important game, but this one right here is going to set the tempo, not only for us as a team, but for the rest of the NFC East. Uh, Roger says, Scott Turner, and it's, it said, pass happy Scott Turner is going to cost us games we should win. I don't know why he doesn't understand playing complimentary football uh, wins games. So, like I said, I always talk about balance. You got to be able to balance the run with the pass. And I'm going to look up what the pass and run uh, ratio was for the football team. Give me one second. I'm going to look it up right now. Washington football team. Because if we can get some kind of balance, like I said, I know it's repetitive. It it only just bodes well. Let me let, let me look at week one, what we did in terms of passing. And so we passed the ball with Taylor Heineke 15 times. And then, you know, Fitzpatrick six times. So we, we, we passed the ball 21 times, okay? And we were able to run the ball over 21 times. So there was that balance. It was just a fumble out of Antonio Gibson that cost us that game. If Antonio Gibson doesn't fumble, we win the game. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. Even if we punt the ball, at least we're putting the defense in better position to defend these guys. And maybe all that comes out of the whole thing is a field goal Worst case scenario is tied 16-16 uh, at the end of regulation, and then we're playing overtime. Uh, it says we need a chief stream step by step. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, a chef stream. Oh man, absolutely, man. I would love to get in the kitchen, whip it up, man. But nobody chefs better than my guys, Chef Dre Boog, man. Y'all make sure y'all follow this guy. He put up something on Twitter, and I'm gonna try to recreate that dish. Uh, I'm definitely going to get all ingredients. And who knows, man? I might do a stream where I'm chefing, man. I, it'll be something fun. It'll definitely be something fun to do, most definitely. Um, but, but back to what I was saying. So we see what we did against the Chargers. We had good balance in terms of passing and running. And it was just sad that we were not able to uh, win that game. Okay? But then now you go ahead and you look at what we, what we were able to do versus the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Taylor Heineke threw the ball 46 times. 46 times, and we ran the ball for a little bit over 20, 20, 20 times. That can't happen. That is not a recipe that you that you want to have versus the Bills. You don't want to throw the ball 46 times and only run the ball 20 times. That might not get you a win. We can't put the game in the hands of Taylor Heineke every single uh, week and say, hey, do something magical. Go ahead, go out, you know, go on out here and be a, a, a Doug Flutie or uh, whoever. We don't want that. We want that balance, and hopefully we're able to establish a run because Gibson had 13 carries for 69 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. What more do you want, Scott Turner? Gibson is running the ball, and he's doing very well. So why are we not running the ball? I still don't understand that. I mean, we I mean, we threw the ball well as a team with, you know, Terry having 11 receptions for 107 yards. That's all good and nice, but you still have to establish the run. Without the run, we have zero shot versus the Bills. I think the run game and defense is keys to winning this game. And obviously, my um, my X factor, 
is Cam Sims. Let's see how we can get Cam Sims involved. Okay. Chef Dre says, we need this win. I think our defense can step up and get some stops. Yeah, I've been preaching throughout this entire stream. I've been saying defense. I think defense defense, and Antonio Gibson are the keys to winning this game. They go hand in hand. Even back in the day, when, when you had a good run, run attack, you had a good defense. You stop the people. You get the balls into the, you know, you run the ball. You, you know, control that clock. That's how Joe Gibbs was able to win so many Super Bowls. I mean, that was the formula. You got the big boys in the middle, pounding, you know what I'm saying, and then pound that rock, pound that rock, kill the clock, control that time of possession, and, you know, only pass when you need to. I mean, we have an offense that's capable of converting third downs. So if we can convert our third downs, right, and limit these guys from converting their third downs, it just bodes well. I know it's like it's like it's almost cliche. It's like stop them from converting third downs and convert on third downs and you win. Yeah. That's pretty much what it you know what it is. If you run the ball and stop them from running the ball, you win. <laughs> Any combination, you rush the passer and you protect your quarterback, you win. They all go hand in hand. And I think defense and the run game are keys to winning this game. Now, um, before I get off on the stream, before I end this episode, I just want to point out a few things. Ricky Seals Jones had a great game last game. Obviously, he had that one catch that was crazy. It was magical. It's one of the best catches I've seen so far in this short NFL season, in this short sample size. A great game. You know what I'm saying? He did very well. I want to see more, more, like more plays like that. That can be a Cam Sims. That can be a Ricky Seals Jones. I would love to see Ricky Seals Jones, Logan Thomas, Cam Sims, and uh uh you know Terry on the field at the same time. Throw that ball up. You throw the ball up to any one of these four guys that I just mentioned. I can guarantee you they have a high percentage chance of bringing the ball down. We got to be able to utilize what we have. You know what I'm saying? The Bills have some corners and some defensive backs, but it's like we can exploit some of those uh, uh, some of those guys, especially if we get into that red zone. We got to be able to put up points. We got to look crisp. And those are some of the things that I'm looking at. Like I want to see more Ricky Seals Jones out there. That's that. That is why we brought him in. And that's kind of why AGG is not on the team. So he counts as that other big wide receiver. Chef Dre says Josh Allen does boneheaded stuff from time to time. Check the last two games. Yeah, look, I've said it at the beginning of the stream. I said I'd rather play the Bills in week three than in week 10. The Bills have not looked as crisp as they normally do on offense, and look, this is the best time to catch these guys. It's the best time to catch these guys. Uh, Jared says, skins winning, period. I agree. I'm with you. I received that. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, if the skins win, I'm going to come back and I'm going to stream, and it's going to be the most passionate stream you guys have ever seen from me. I mean, I might bring you on, Jared. I might bring you. Look, matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to you, and I'm going to bring you on if we win it's going to be, it's going to be a different victory Monday. Cause I'm, I'm telling you, like, I respect the bills. I feel like they're a really good team. And um, this will be a huge, huge, huge win. It'll probably be the biggest win in Ron Rivera's career. Did you guys remember last year when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody counted us out. There was nobody that said that the, that the football team had a chance to beat the Steelers. We went out there, we played sound football. We were able to come out there, protect the ball, Hit these guys in the mouth, play solid defense, and, and win that game. This, I, 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 I'm telling you guys, I have that same kind of vibe right now. Everybody's counting us out. 
versus the Bills. We need to come out there and play good defense, run the ball, and I think we win this game. Um, Roger says that's 12 personnel. Yes, I want a lot of 12 personnel. Look, we need our tight tight ends involved. Uh, we need some big guys out there. Let's go ahead and bully these guys and get this win. Uh, Tho says, um, I hope we can uh, win against the Bills. I know they have a weakness. Yeah, every team has a weakness. And like I've said, Josh Allen has not looked as crisp as he normally does. This is the – look, this is a win that we can have. This is a very winnable game. And if we, and if we come out here clicking on, on all cylinders, we can get this thing done. We can get this thing done. I, I don't think the Bills are all the way there. If the defense can just produce some kind of pass rush, if we can do better than we did versus the Giants. Week one is like, okay, whatever. It's first game. I count it as a preseason game. Week two, a mini preseason game. Week three, we're, we, look, everybody should be clicking on all cylinders. All the training camps and the mini camps and the OTAs and this and that. It's time to put all that together and get this win. I think – like I said, if this defense continues to just improve, if they can just apply just a little bit more pressure than they did on Thursday night and just have Josh Allen, you know, you know, rattling and, and moving around. Good thing is, outside of Stephon Diggs, you have the two speed guys in Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis that you don't want those guys to get behind the defense. That's where it can get real, real, real dangerous if those guys can get behind the defense. So if you can rattle Josh Allen, contain him the best you can, at, at worst, he's throwing a little check down to Cole Beasley or whatnot. Then, hey, I'm okay with that. I just don't want us to rattle him. And then he throws that 70 or 80-yard pass to Gabriel Davis or Emmanuel Sanders. Then I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off, just being honest with y'all. Um, if we upset – it says, we upset the Steelers last season, why not the Bills? Absolutely. And I think this Bills team is actually better than the Steelers, even though the Steelers were really, really good last year. They were clicking on all cylinders defensively, and that's similar similar to what the Bills are doing. They're very good defensively, and they have a much better quarterback. Uh, the weapons in terms of skill position is debatable, but two really good teams. Jared says, uh, Heineke puts uh, the world on notice by beating Josh Allen in his house. I love that take. Um, I love it. Jared says, uh, mock my words. I'm writing it down, bro. It's written down. It's written down. Uh, it says Heineke will also outplay Josh Allen. Now, that's a spicy take. That's a spicy take, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I cannot be upset with that take. Uh, what's good, Cornelius, man? Pre- appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. He says, running backs will win us the game. The screen game is there to be had. Their linebackers and DBs are, ooh, ooh that's another spicy take. But, hey, I love it. I love it. I would love to see see the screen game is an extension of the run game. So if we're not running the ball, get the ball in the hands of our running backs, all of them, all three of them. Get them some screens at least. That's all I'm saying. So if I look at the box score and I say, okay, Antonio Gibson only had 13 carries, he better have about seven, seven or eight receptions. That's all I'm saying. Get the ball to the running backs by any means necessary and just see what they can do as a team. Jared says we need to double team digs, and um, and it's that simple. Absolutely. Roger also mentioned it earlier on in the stream. You got to double team uh, uh, digs. It says um, we all know how Josh Allen looks without digs. He said it. He said it. You got to double team digs. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Without digs, we we definitely know what Josh Allen looks like. I mean, that connection they had last year 
it's so crazy that every everybody's catching on. Everybody's catching on. That connection can't happen. So I'm with you. Let's double team digs. Let's jam them at the line. I mean, get them help over the top. Hopefully we get some Bobby McCain because I'm telling you, I'm going to lose my mind and I'm going to pull out the hair that I don't have. If Diggs is able to get over on these guys and then you have like Landon Collins and Cam Curl out there deep, whatever, I don't want to see any of that. We need some Bobby McCain in this game. T-Ho says we have to sign another linebacker for depth. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. That's 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 a must. Mike Smith, appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. He says just one thing. Um, says just one thing more, the Bills defense. Yeah, the deal, yeah, I mean, Bills have a good defense, but we got to produce. We have some good skill offensive players. We got to produce. Uh, Jamie Collins. My whole thing with Jamie Collins is a lot of guys say they want Jamie Collins, okay? And some people are telling me that, hey, he's, he's getting older. He's declining. And um, somebody described him as a John Bostic-type guy but makes more plays. So if anybody know more about Jamie Collins, let me know in the comment section. I, you know, look, I want any improvement. If he's better than, than Bostic, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about the price that they're going to want. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to eat some of that contract. And then I'm not giving up anything more than a fifth-round pick. That's just me. Uh, Cornelius says, we're not good enough defensively yet to double digs. Okay, so do you rather Stephon Diggs destroy you or do you rather the other guys around? Like, do you, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, uh, uh, Cole Beasley, they got weapons. Let's not act like they don't have weapons. And let's not act like we don't know who Stephon Diggs is. So it's going to be pick your poison, pick your poison. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather them get their tight ends involved than Diggs having a, a crazy Diggs type game. I'm telling you, when that energy is on, when Diggs is on his game, Josh Allen is now hyped and he's on his game. So it, it just elevates the entire team. Diggs is the is like the head of the snake that you have to cut in order to uh, have a chance versus this team. It says, heck no, Bobby McCain is trash in coverage. We need Cam the entire game. The only time he should be out there is if he's tired. Our best uh, DB period is McCain, and uh, it says our best – okay, so pretty much you're saying that uh, Cam Curl is the best DB that we have, period, right? So you're saying that uh, McCain and Landon are getting toasted. Okay, I give you that. But they're not the only ones getting toasted. Like, you look at Fuller, you look at the corners. William Jackson III is getting toasted. Everybody's getting toasted. So, like, what's the solution? Everybody's saying, oh, Cam Sims is not a, a free safety. But then it's like everybody's getting toasted. Like something there's – a, there's a disconnect. Like your secondary can't go from you add a couple guys and then they get terrible the next year. You know what I'm saying? That so they just can't – I mean, something, something has to give. Something has to give. Like that secondary is not playing – well whatsoever it says mccain is not that good uh playing uh post safety well we thought we had a solution obviously we don't and i'm telling you that's going to be an area where they're going to exploit us they're going to try to send some guys deep to see what happens i mean we like we have all these press man corners which i think the press man corners are going to do well versus digs um i think the press man corners are going to cause digs to, you know, they're going to slow them down a little bit. But in terms of all these speedsters, without having a guy 
back there that, that's that's raging, we're gonna have some problems, man. We're gonna have some problems. It's, it's a waste of money for signing Bobby McCain. Well, it was a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal, and it's just only two games that we, that we played. So a lot can happen. Um, maybe we find a solution at safety, but I have not been impressed with uh, with the safety play. Jared says, I know the corners are getting killed, bro, but I said this before the season, that if Landon and McCain play our secondary, they'll be open 24-7, and the people who are saying Cam can't play free are idiots, clearly. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But some, like I said, something has to give. Something has to give. It says when he's in the game, QBs don't like uh, going Cam's area of the field. Okay, I respect that. I'll give you that. But um, like I said, as a collective unit, something has to give. Obviously, they're going somewhere and they're exploiting some parts of our defense. So even if Cam is out there, I guess they're going to land inside. I mean – Something has to give. Like either the corners play a little better, or maybe we just create more pass rush and blitz more. Maybe that's a solution. Come Sunday, it says Cam is rangy. Fans are idiots that believe that. I like Cam. Cam was a former corner. He was a former corner. Um, he has some coverage ability. Like you don't get three three interceptions in a season without having some coverage ability. But I think it's the grouping. It's the safety grouping. It's some communication issues that are not going as planned when they're out there on the field. Um, it says Cam, Cam's cam been playing phenomenal. He needs to play more. He needs more snaps. All the stuff about having the Buffalo nickel and this and that, like he needs to play more. Maybe Cam at the strong safety, Kendall Fuller at the free safety. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe that works. Mac Tyre in the slot. I'm just saying we got to try some different things. Uh, Roger says, we do. He says, I put Kendall Fuller in the slot, Cam Curl in the uh, strong safety position, Mac Tire Juice. Bro, I did not see your comment when I said that. So, obviously, we're thinking the same. Like, Mac Tire, you even said this in the last stream. You know what I'm saying? Mac Tire in the slot, Juice and uh, William Jackson III on the outside. And, uh, oh, Benjamin St. Juice in the slot? Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. It says, and guess what, Manny? Teams now know when Landon and McCain are on the field, they have a shot at going deep, and you can't play them two together anymore. I give you that. I give you that. Uh, I mean, he said, I said the same thing, Manny. Hey, I love it. I love it. We see eye to eye. I love it, man. Look, this is what it's all about us coming together, discussing the game. Hopefully, y'all learn from me. I definitely learn a lot from you guys. And like I said, Jairus, if the football team win this game, I need you on a stream Wednesday night, 9.30 Central, so we can talk about this game. Win or, win or lose, I would love to have you on the stream, Jairus, for real. So, guys, man, this is my time. This is the uh, Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. This is another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show podcast. For those of you guys that are listening on the audio version, Please be sure to subscribe. Uh, please give me a, a review on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever that you're listening from. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, please comment, please share. It all helps the channel grow. So, guys, man, appreciate you guys, Jarris and Roger and uh, T-Ho, uh, who else? Cornelius, 
uh, Mike Smith, everybody who was on this stream today, Chef Dre Boog, uh, Hawk, uh, Meast, Asan Moore, Timeout Sports, I really appreciate the love today. It's a great stream. Hopefully, we're able to win this game. And uh, hopefully, 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 we come back and we're talking Victory Monday Pockets. Matter of fact, oh, if the, if the football team win, I got to do a podcast come either. I got to do a podcast Sunday night. It's, I have to. I have to come back on here and stream on Sunday night and then do the preview for the next game next Wednesday. So, yeah, if the football team win, then, yes, I will definitely be on here. But before I go, a few things. Landon Collins is a liability. Guess where they kept running the RPOs? Manny is uh, Landon side to uh, McCain's side. Okay. I am going to check the tape. I'm going to check the tape. Uh, okay. Man, my guy Rio, man, make sure you guys subscribe to Rio's channel. This guy right here, he's tearing it up, man. He is that dude. And uh, once again, Jairus, my brother, man, appreciate you hopping on the stream. Uh, let's get together. Let's get together Sunday night and stream. Win or lose, I want you on the show. Uh, let's get it. Um, my guy Dave Rob says, didn't need to say anything. Everyone got it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to catch y'all on the next stream. All right, man, we out.